Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 125 of TSR Live. And you want to know what TSR means? It means TigerSportsReport.com, your number one source for all your Tiger athletic news and information. I'm your host, Isaac Simpson, and you can find me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Rivals. That's I-S-A-A-C underscore Rivals. Coming to you live from Dallas. Well, not not actually Dallas, the Colony, Texas, which is a whole other story. I think it's kind of a, a, a bad deal by me to – to book a, I'm like 35 miles away from AT and T Stadium, about 25 miles away from the media hotel. So not not a, not not good thinking by me on my part. The logistics of this I, I didn't work it out very well, man. But we're gonna make it make it work, man. But I'm glad to be with you guys uh, tonight, man. We got a special guest on the line. We're gonna get to in just a second, but man, it's it's a big weekend for Tiger football uh, down here in Dallas, the, the Cotton Bowl. Uh, I mean, it's it's amazing uh, to think how far this program has come. Uh, I mean, you look back several years ago and you couldn't even dream of anything like this for the Tigers to be playing in a New Year's Six Bowl, man. It's just amazing. Uh, to, and, again, I've talked about this throughout the year, all the, the work from, from the, the administration over there. I mean, the faces have changed, but, I mean, they've done a f- fantastic job of, of building this program. I mean, you go back to former coach Tommy West on his way out. He, he basically said, put something in it or do away with it. And they – they really listened. Uh, they heeded his words, and, and, and they've really grown a tremendous program, and, and they're seeing the fruits uh, bear right now uh, for this team to be down here in Dallas uh, for this tremendous matchup against Penn State in 84th uh, annual Cotton Bowl. Uh, but right now, man, we're going to jump on our special guest 
He is a former Memphis Tigers standout wide receiver, played for the Tigers back in 2013-2014. He's my man, Joe Craig, man. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Man, good, man. Glad to, glad you take a little time to join us this evening uh, on here, man. I'm sure Tiger Nation is, is excited to hear from you. But uh, you're originally from, from Gaffney, South Carolina. I mean, you started off at Clemson back in 2011 before going to JUCO in 2012. Then finishing your college career as a junior and senior at the University of Memphis, um, and you decided to stay in Memphis, man, and make it make it your home, man. Talk about that decision and and why you decided to stay in the city. Um, to be honest with you, it starts back to while I was at the JUCO. Um, I remember texting Coach Shevas and Coach Fuente that I wasn't I, I wasn't interested in playing for Memphis because at the time I just didn't know too much about the football program. It was more so the basketball. But the thing that turned yeah. it around about that and showed me the, the love of the city of Memphis and what they had going, uh, they came – I texted them that at 10 at night. They, they came um, to my JUCO at 7 in the morning, visited me there, and talked me into coming to Memphis. And to be honest with you, man, when I came to Memphis, just outside of the football program alone, I, I was just seeing the growth, the interest in the football program, and I just honestly wanted to be a part of that program. And, just seeing everything come into fruition of what I thought this program was capable of. I just love the city. It's, it's, it's so much here, opportunities, and I really want to get back to this city as well because it's in much need right now. Yeah, man, and people outside of Memphis, it, it, it's Memphis is a different place, and people outside of Memphis just don't seem to get it. Uh, you hear a lot of comments and stuff about Memphis, and then when people come here, they love it. Uh, and when, when they actually get into the city, it, it, it's a great city. Like, like any other place, it has its issues, but I think it's it's a great place to live, and again, it's it's unique and, and different probably from any other place that I've been in the world. Sure. And, I, and I want to bring in my co-host Brian Moss, the, the founder and editor of TigerSportsReport.com. Hey, Brian, what's going on? Uh, not much. Just uh, getting ready for tomorrow. Yeah, you got a question for Joe? Yeah, uh, what was um, for your time here? What was your most memorable game that you you know when you look back, you're like, man, that's that's my favorite game that I played in. Uh, it had to be the Miami Beach Bowl. It was uh, a turnaround, especially as far as the recruitment-wise as well. We opened a lot of eyes in, in that game alone. Because for us at the time, this was the magnitude of what the the Cotton Bowl is right now. I know the Cotton Bowl is much huge or uh, bigger. But at the time, that was one of the best bowl games that we've been to as far as a program. So the fact that it was just a classic, we turned it around and came together as one last time as a brotherhood, is just uh, one thing that I'll never forget in my life. If anybody wants to jump in here, you can give us a call at 917-889-9149. Yeah, that number is 917-889-9149. It's a big weekend, not only for the University of Memphis football team, but the city as a whole. But, man, before we talk about that, let's let's take it back to your playing days, man. You came in at the kind of at the beginning of this. Fuente was in his second year at the ham, and you guys finished 3-9 and nine your junior year. But, man, something changed mm-hmm. uh, between your junior and senior years. You guys finished 10-3. and three and got a win in that Miami Beach Bowl that you kind of just talked about. Man, just kind of talk about your time time at the university and, and why was there such a big jump between your junior and senior year? I think it's all, it comes all back to connection. Um, I know the time that I entered uh, in 2012, um, I, I was just coming, like you said, the second or uh, third year of Fuente's coaching staff uh, here. And I just heard a lot of guys just talking about the previous coaching staff, where they were coming from, what they wanted. 
And I think we just all came together and just knew that we was against everybody. And we all we really had, and just the connection. I'm pretty sure you can ask anybody else, a Bobby McCain, a Paxton. You can ask anybody, and they'll tell you the same thing. I think that connection started it all. Um, just rolled in, recruits start coming in and believing in the program that we got to start building, and it just started going from there. Everybody wants to be a part of that program now. LeBron? Yeah, and, you know, I asked you about your most memorable game. Now, you, when you look back at your career, what's one game that, that, you know, I guess that haunts you or that you would really want to redo and change the outcome? That's most definitely the UCF game. Um, I remember during the time, it, it's just um, where they came down. I wasn't even at the return at the time for that game. They was had Marquise Warford in uh, where they had, of course, you know the outcome of that. Um, they end up calling a kick return back away that could have won the game, and that just haunts me. I just want that one playback, that one game for the program because at the time UCF was uh, going undefeated back-to-back season. So we wanted to be able to beat those guys. If we could have beat those guys, that would have carried us much further in that season. Hey, talk about Coach uh, Coach Fuente from, from us in the media and to – Outsiders. He wasn't the biggest talker, wasn't the big rah rah guy, but he, he obviously got the job done. Man, what was it like playing for him? Uh, he was straightforward. He meant business, and he'll make you he'll he'll let you know that he means business as well. Uh, I mean, as far as a coach, I trusted in him. I trusted in what he was wanting to build in this program. Just even him showing me film from his um, TCU days and what he wanted to build in the program, and just seeing him installing into not only me but other players that was new to it as well. And, uh, and allow us to grow with him. Uh, but he he could get a bat, uh, a tid back, you know, like a coach can get on to you at times, but it was at times where we needed it, either individually or all together. So overall, um, I mean, I played for some good coaches, of course. I, I think as far as trust, loyalty, and wanting to play for him, he was one of the best coaches I played for. Hey, Brian. I'm sorry, I had it, had it on mute because <laughs> I was coughing. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and Joe, in your time here, um, you know, when just if you could talk about the, you know, I think you touched on it a little bit, just, you know, the change. Well, what did you see, you know, as a player, a change in the fans and in, in, in the city, you know, from, you know, going from where it was only three wins, but the very next, you know, season, 10 wins, you know, just the, experience that you felt on campus and the, the energy that changed from, you know, like the junior to senior year? Um, I, like you can honestly, as a team, uh, just being a part of the program, you can feel the respect that was given uh, throughout the community. They started showing up more. Even from the first time, of course, that I uh, came to Memphis, we was probably, honestly, let's be honest, you was probably getting 15 at the most in that stadium, and that was that was rare. So to be able to see it grow, to be able to uh, be a part of the program, of course, that's building that um, defining moments that we're where we're at right now, uh, it feels good. Um, I still feel the same way that I felt while I was on campus. It's just growing. I mean, I'm going to the games even now, um, and it's just being almost packed, no sellouts, no seats. Everybody's into the game. It's a, it's, it's growing, and it's it's only going to get better especially with the new hire that we have now. I'm just seeing the belief in him from the guys that's currently there. It's scary to even know where we're about to go. Hey, Coach Wednesday, you guys came in and kind of laid that foundation. And 
Mike Norvell took that baton and, and, and ran with it. Back in 2013-14, could you even imagine the, the program, even, even with the success that you guys had your senior year winning 10 wins and, and going to, to the Miami Beach Bowl and winning that? Could you foresee a scenario where this team is in the Cotton Bowl and New Year's Six and, and them being where they are today? Uh, no, not at all. Um, this is this is huge. It's, it's big time for the program. It's big time for the community. And I'm pretty sure nobody would ever predict us to be in the Cotton Bowl, especially if you listen to everybody that's not a part of Memphis. And I'm talking about the community, the team, anybody that's playing. Yeah. Um, if you listen to everybody else, we don't belong in the Cotton Bowl. So I think it's huge, man. Uh, to kind of follow up there real quick, you, you kind of hit on something right there. Um, the teams that – Basically, Memphis is not getting the respect uh, that they deserve. Like I, mm-hmm. naturally, I think a lot of a lot of people think that this Penn State's gonna just come over here and run over Memphis, and, and I don't think that's gonna be the case yeah. at all. What, what are your thoughts on kind of Memphis not getting the respect that they they deserve on a national level? Especially, I mean, in the city, they they're definitely getting the respect, but outside of Memphis, they don't always get the respect that they deserve. What, what are your thoughts on that? I, I honestly don't think it's nothing new. Um, it's something that we're going to always fight for because it's nobody that's just really going to give us our, our honest respect, but we're going to fight to make you look at us. That's the type of mentality that we had. I see the same thing going into the players that's currently playing. This is a city that's going to make you feel the way that you need to feel, and that's that you got to hustle, you got to grind, you got to go after what you want. That's how the community is involved into the players' minds. You, you're around that. You see the community doing the same thing. All right, we got to grow together. We got to hustle. We got to get our stuff going, and it's just growing. LeBron? And when you start looking at this uh, game, you know, can, what do you see Memphis, uh, you know, what do they have to do in your eyes to, to pull off this uh, upset? It's, I mean, I know national, uh, you know, opinion is it would be a huge upset, but when you take a look at the line, it's only a seven point or six and a half to seven point line. So yeah. Vegas knows yeah. something. Memphis has a fighting chance, but when you take a look for at sure. this game, what are some keys to victories for you? I think we just got to play the same way we've been playing. We're rolling right now. I just honestly think that the line is so close, and if we're really going off of that, then we just got to take advantage of any turnovers that we get. We got to score at every opportunity, and I think that. These guys are excited to play tomorrow for the Cotton Bowl, and then on top of that, they write, they're ready and excited to play for Coach Silverfield. And I think this is going to be one of the best games that we see from the University of Memphis, not only this season, but in a while. That's just my bold prediction. Maybe I'm being biased. I don't know, but I just feel that way. <laughs> man, look, look at some of the players on this team, man. Being a, a, a wide out yourself, man. Talk about this talented group mm-hmm. of wide outs on the team, whether it's Devontae Coxey, Antonio Gibson, uh, Kadarian Jones, Kevin Austin, third. I mean, you can go on and on, man. Talk about uh, this this tremendous group of wide receivers they have at the University of Memphis. I love it, honestly. Um, that's these guys like Coxy and even the Gibson. Uh, and I, that was the things that I was wanting to do. We was trying to do when I was there. So to see those guys doing and, and somebody coming in doing it back to back, even after Anthony Miller, and just to continue to not only see the wideouts going, but just the program itself rolling. That gets me excited. Uh, I, I I think Coach is he'll get drafted. Uh, he's he's a talented guy, big body. He know how to run routes. He's not that fast, but he just plays ball. I like a Gibson as well. You can use him as a tailback. It's just any of these yeah. guys, Calvin Austin, and he's earned his respect as well. Um, you can use any of those guys that you just named. Throw them out there. They're gonna make a play. And just to be able to play around that or be around that uh, group of guys, I know that feels good to them too as well. 
Brian, you got anything else? Uh, well, I'll have one thing, but that's about, you know, what what uh, he's doing now. But do we have any callers calling in? Yeah, I think I got somebody on the line right now. Good morning, good morning. Oh, I'm sorry, it's evening time. I haven't slept just like you, Isaac. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, man, it's, Rowdy Rod. Yeah, it's been a long day. Joe, <laughs> Joe I got to say to you, bro, okay, I love you, man. I thank you for everything that you started back in the, yes, the 11, 12, 13, 14 season. It was exciting back then. It's gotten more exciting. But the energy you yes, guys sir. started, okay, on that field from <clears throat> the years before to to that, that following season, even when we were three and nine, okay, the energy yes, on the sidelines, the energy, the passion you guys had was extremely noticeable from the fans. And I just want to say thank you and tell your teammates I said thank you because it really ignited me but you know, into football, uh, Brian knows how much my passion is to it. But, you know, the one thing I want to say is thank you, most importantly, because it set the tone and where we're it set the tone of where we're at today, you know. And I appreciate I follow you on Twitter, brother, and I appreciate everything you do for our community. I see stuff that you put out and you do a really good job and keep I'm glad you've become a Memphian and I'm glad you love this city. I moved away for five years, and I had to get back. I couldn't stand it no more. I had to get back to <laughs> Chicago, back down here. You know, I just couldn't stand it. And it wasn't it wasn't that I didn't like Chicago. I just missed Memphis. So, with that, right. you know, we've got a special game tomorrow. And, you know, I've, I've been sitting here churning for about two days now as we get going and that energy going. And, I mean, I slept maybe an hour and a half last night. And, you know, <laughs> part of it, I started a new job. I'm, I'm, I'm free. You know, I'm, I'm not strapped to the strapped to the grindstone anymore. I'm working my own hours, which is wonderful, and I'm not bragging. But now I can really focus in on Tiger football even more. And, you know, these guys that, that, that with Tiger Sports Report have done a phenomenal job over the last nine years that I've been, you know, following with them. And I really appreciate everything you guys do. And it's the information, it's the energy hey, you guys instill – that get out into the fan base, it helps, okay, it motivates, and uh, it's just the, the fruits of all the work that everybody puts in that's dedicated to this Tiger team. Tomorrow is a special, special game. It's the it, People say it's the Super Bowl for us. I don't think it's the Super Bowl for us. I think it's just the beginning for us. You know, one game at a time, I've got a gut feeling, you know, I'm not being biased. I don't know something in my gut because I'm excited because I feel the victory coming. And I've, I've I've had those times where I didn't feel that victory was coming. But this year, I feel it, okay? And I really think that we're going to do a phenomenal job out there. I think our special teams is going to put some put put some uh, special business on this, this, this uh, tomorrow's game. And I think our own offensive line, you know, I was watching one of the guys I, um, being interviewed by WMC-TV tonight, and they were talking about they're bigger and all this, that, and the other. Really, they're not that bigger, <laughs> But we're faster. You know, we've got better speed. And I think what we're going to do is, is we're going to be able to take a game where there's a the, the smash mouth type of Big Ten football play, and we're just going to give them something new and something that they've never seen before. And I really hope, I hope and pray that we sit there and we get them by 14 points and just really mark that mark. But I never want to be – 
I, never, I always want the national attention to be slighting of Memphis because we can always play with that chip on our shoulder. And when we play with that chip on our shoulder that we're out there to prove something, we go out there and we bust our cans every day. Joe, I know you know that feeling. You know, I know you know that feeling, that little chip, you know, the little stepbrother that Ole Miss and Tennessee wants to call us and this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're going to go out there. We're going to have some fun. I am so – I was so thrilled to see all the videos and everything that's been going on. Um, I ended up in Pennsylvania this weekend. <laughs> so uh, it, it was it was not a, it was not kind of abrupt. I was supposed to be going to the game. But I'll be sitting in a hotel room watching it. I haven't uh, yeah. plotted out enough time. And, um, you know, and that's, that's just – that's part of life. But I can tell you right now, next right. time, this time next year, when we're going back to another New Year's Day Six Bowl, I'm going to be there. But anyway, Joe, thank you so much. I I, I had to call in. I know I talk a lot, but I just want to say thank you for everything that you started and that your team and your teammates actually began here in this city. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. That's exciting. Uh, I love the support. We're going to keep growing uh, as a fan base, as a team. Uh, And like you said, I like that one statement you said. It's just the beginning. I feel the same way. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks, Rod. It's Rowdy Rod, ladies and gentlemen, man. Always always a, a, a great follower of our work here. Always talks into the shows. Always enjoy his <laughs> calls. I know Brian said, Brian said he had a, a question about uh, what what you got going on right now. Uh, what I got going on right now? You there, Brian? Yeah, tell us, uh, t- yeah, tell, tell, us the, uh, tell the fans uh, what's uh, Joe Craig up to these days and uh, you know, what you do for the city. Uh, well, right now, I'm just taking opportunities that I do have. Uh, I'm just trying to give back in ways that I can, uh, such as just backpack giveaways, trying to get uh, with Sam Craft and some former players to help train guys on the side for free just to give them opportunities to be around some people that's done it before. Uh, as far as me as my life goes right now, uh, what I'm trying to do, to be completely honest with you, I'm just trying to get into coaching right now. I'm hoping that's an opportunity for me maybe this upcoming season at the university, hopefully, uh, GA spot. Checking into that. If not, I'll look elsewhere. But I I just love being around the game. and I honestly don't see myself waking up every day and not being happy if I can't be around that football game. So I'm going to try everything I can to be around it. Man, Memphis loves having former players on the, on the staff, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, just – Yeah, you go ahead. Uh, no, I was just about to tell him it's just the love of the city. You still want to be a part of that as well, too. Yeah, man, just just like Rod said, man, uh, to to see uh, what, what you guys did back in 2014 was kind of the the, the, the launch pad for, for what we got going on right now, man. Those teams, uh, the work that you guys put in, man, it's just amazing to see from, from the start to, to where it's grown to, man. So, Definitely looking back on on that year, I remember that year falling because that was kind of the start of this. And again, man, it's amazing to to be where we are. And and, and again, like I kind of talked to you when you first got on here, man, to be uh, to stay in the city, man, the work that you're doing, man, is it, tremendous, man. It's really good to see. It's like Brian said, man, Memphians love to to have former Tigers in the city and and, and on their staff. Uh, so, man, good luck with that, man. We'd love to see you on, on that sideline for Memphis next season. I hope so, man. If it's if it's meant to be, it's gonna happen. I'm a true believer of that. So we shall see, man, for sure. Man, any any final thoughts you want to tell Tiger Nation, the fan base, man, the team, man? What what, what do you think you're going into tomorrow? 
do the same thing that I'm going to do and soak it all in, man, because we got to be grateful at the end of the day. Um, we feel excited right now. We feel like we can do better, but we got to take in what we got right now. And this is, to me, in my eyes, the biggest game, biggest bowl game in the program history, just in my eyes alone. And um, We don't know if it'll happen again, but it's going to happen tomorrow. And go Tigers, go. I truly think we're going to win this game, of course, such as everybody else in the city of Memphis. Man, definitely going to be a big day, man. Thanks for taking a little time to carving out a little time for us tonight. Hey, thank you, man. I'll let y'all anytime, man. I'll see you later, too, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jeff. All right, man. Man, it's Joe Craig, man, former standout wide receiver of the University of Memphis, played at Memphis 2013-2014, was a member of that that 10-win team that that won the, the Miami Beach Bowl in 2014 that was kind of the start of what we're seeing now, man, and uh, to see him back in the city. Because, I mean, he's not a, he wasn't originally from Memphis, from South Carolina. And to see him, like, come back and be in the city and, and be involved, man, I think it, I think that's really great to see. No, it's it's, it's fantastic. And uh, I think he'd be a great, uh, you know, uh, GA, just like Alan Cross is right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's nice to see, you know, former players, you know, come back, uh, you know, not only, you know, give back to the city, but – you know, be a part of the program. Uh, you know, he's he was part of that, uh, uh, you know, of that turnaround. So I mean, he knows how important it is to, to keep things going. And yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to to his career. I mean, it'd be great to uh, see him in coaching. Yeah, definitely. And uh, said he, he signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think back in 2015. I think he played a couple of years in the CFL with uh, Saskatchewan, the Rough Riders. Uh, so seems like he he's kind of done with the playing aspect and, and kind of wants to get into coaching. So that, that will definitely be uh, something to watch. Uh, I'd love to, love to see him on the sideline, as I said. But uh, we, we're going to talk more in depth about this game tomorrow morning on the pregame show. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about it on a, in a general sense before we get out of here. Uh, I think when, when you look at this matchup, I think at the skill positions, I think Memphis matches up, I think, I'd say even at, at worst. Uh, I actually think Memphis – is better uh, at, at the skill positions. I think the big question is when, when you look at these uh, power, power five versus G five matchups, the difference usually comes in the lines um, and, and the lines yeah. from the defensive line, and offensive line. And I think the biggest question for me in this game is can this Memphis offensive line keep Brady White upright enough to get the ball to these, these, these talented skill guys. I mean, you're missing Scotty deal, which I think is going to be a big loss. Um, and you also don't have joy magnifico kind of that, that safety valve. So I think it's going to be tough. Uh, not that they can't do it, but I think that's the biggest question for me going to this game. I think if they can protect Brady White, allow him to, to get the ball to these playmakers, they have the opportunity to make some plays. I think the weakness of, of, of any, if, if there's any weakness in this Penn State team is their secondary. Uh, so this, these guys can make some plays that Brady White can give them the football. Uh, kind, of, kind of what are your thoughts on that? No, it's the same. I, I think it's going to be one of them off on that offensive line. Uh, you know, Memphis – uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, the play calling needs to, uh, you know, add some, not, not necessarily trick plays, but just different plays than what, yeah. you know, uh, you know, that Memphis has, has seen, uh, you, know, you know, bring back some, uh, some screen plays or something like that, just some misdirection, yeah. you know, you know, got to throw, you know, Penn State off, but, uh, you know, Memphis has the, has the talent to, you know, go, I, I, I'm going to say toe to toe with them. You know, on a weekly basis, because you know the Big Ten is obviously more physical than the AAC. But this is a one game. This is a one-off. 
And, you know, as we've seen in years past, you know, the group of five, you know, has done a pretty good job uh, of knocking off these, uh, you know, power five teams, you know, in the New Year's Six Bowl. So, I mean, it's just it's going to yeah. come down to it. You know, Memphis is definitely going to be hyped for this game. Um, but, yeah, if, if they can get, you know, some, some offense going, especially offense early, uh, if they can get things going, sco- uh, score early, you know, then, uh, then that doubt creeps in Penn State's minds because, you know, all the pressure uh, is on Penn State. Memphis has nothing to lose. If, if Memphis loses, yeah, you know, you're expected to lose. So, really, yeah. it's, the pressure is all on Penn State, and, you know, can they can they handle that pressure? You know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, anybody, anybody wants to jump in here real quick before we get out of here is 917-889-9149, 917-889-9149. We'd love to, love to hear from you. Um, it, it, Ryan Zimmerfield said that they, this morning in his press conference, that they've faced some, some great defenses this year, but I think this Penn State, Trump will be the best that they've seen. Uh, so, again, it is going to be a challenge for this offensive line. And I agree that you, you want to see some, some misdirection, some screen plays, and some balls, some, some plays where Brady White can get the ball out quick uh, to kind of keep Penn State out of balance. Um, they're fifth against the run, which I don't think you're not going to be able to just line up with, with Gamewell and, and Taylor and, and win this game. Um, I think you, Brady White's going to have to make some, some plays down the field. They're also 10th at rushing the passer. Uh, so, that this 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 Penn State front is no joke. Uh, this offensive line is going to have their hands full all day. But again, if if Memphis can again switch up the play call a little bit and get get to find some play the ways to get these guys the ball, I think they can make some plays. Because again, I think uh, their front is really good, but their secondary I think is suspect. And if, if Memphis can get football to their secondary, I definitely think guys like Coxey and, and Gibson and and these guys can make some plays. You're also not going to com- completely shut down Gainwell and Taylor. They're going to get get theirs, but I don't think you've got to be able to line up and just run, play smash-mouth football against them and, and, and win this game. Um, I think on the other side, I think what uh, one, one Memphis has to do is they have to get pressure on Clifford, uh, make him uncomfortable in the pocket because he's a guy that can get outside the pocket and make some plays with his legs as well. So they got to try to contain that. K.J. Hamler is tr- a tremendous wide receiver. I mean, he doesn't he's not big, not a big guy, 5'9", like a buck, 175, but I mean, he's Speed. I mean, speed to burn. He can mm-hmm. uh, get in space and make the plays on. He also does big work in the return game. So I think he's going to be a, a a big focal point of Coach Clune and, and that defense. Yeah, and and they they'll have the opportunity because I mean there's some holes on their offensive line where you know some of the offensive linemen. I I wrote an article about a couple of days ago that uh, you know to get pressure on them and you know. I think it's, most of their pressure comes off the tackles. Uh, you know, not, yeah. not too much comes up front. But uh, so, you know, Memphis Bryce Huff, that, that's that's going to be a player I'm going to watch on defense because he has the speed, and you know, a lot of their sacks for Penn State is is coming off those edges. So I think Bryce Huff, you know, has a potential to to have a good day tomorrow. Yeah, it, it, it it's going to be going to be interesting again. Memphis is a uh, a seven-point underdog. A lot of people, again, nationally think this is going to be just a blowout, but I think this is going to be a really close game. And you, you kind of touched on it a, a little bit. A lot of a lot of times when you look at these bowl games, I think one of the big factors is, is motivation. And we know Memphis is going to be fired up. We know like how excited they are to be here. And the question is, is Penn State uh, as excited to be here? Um, and a lot of times when we've seen, you see what UCF did against Auburn, and, and we've seen in the past that, uh, these Power Five teams don't have the same motivation, and the the, the G Five team comes out and, and, and wants it more, and you can see that, and they end up winning the game. So it'll be interesting to see if that's kind of 
kind of how this goes. But we know Memphis is, is fired up to uh, to play this game. And you look at media day the other day, man. I, I love how how loose the guys are. Uh, I mean, they just seem to 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 really be feeding off each other, and I mean, they, they just seem to be having a good time. And I, I think they're again, I think they're going to come out and and play good football now. Whether that ends up in a win, we'll, we'll see. But um, I, I expect them to be on their on their best game. But a lot of a lot there is a lot of transition. I mean, you. Uh, you, you you lose Mike Norvell. Uh, Silverfield's now the head coach. Uh, Adam Fuller is not going to be there. Clune's going to be the defensive coordinator for the game. I mean, you lose Scotty Dill. Magnifico's out. So I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that they got to overcome in this one. But um, again, we've seen this team overcome adversity, and I think they're really excited to play for for Silverfield. Uh, that's what it was my main reason for him being the guy uh, that I wanted to see because I mean these these guys seem fired up and, and willing to play for him. You see, uh, I think really only lost one recruit. You really haven't had anybody transfer out as of yet. Uh, so we, a lot of continuity uh, going into this game. And I think he's probably the only guy that could have came in there and, and really had this thing kind of kind of stay together the way it had. Yeah, there's some, definitely going to be some, uh, some challenges for, for Memphis. But, uh, yeah, you love the enthusiasm that they've had, uh, you know, the Cotton Bowl week so far. Uh, when it's practice time, you know, all the folks saying that, you know, their legs are focused. Uh, you know, Coach Silverfield says, I mean, he wants to, he, he wants those guys to be, you know, enthusiastic, you know, work with a smile. So, you know, when you first look at it, you know, Memphis is, they've lost their offensive play caller and defensive play caller. But uh, the guys that are there, I mean, they're capable, you know. Uh, Coach Clues, who's been a defensive coordinator before, uh, you know, Coach John. He's been an offensive coordinator before, so yeah, Memphis is definitely in some uh, some capable hands, and it's going to be exciting. Uh, I, you know, from all the scene that that I've seen online, I mean, there's a lot of Memphis fans down there, so it should be an exciting. Yeah, game. yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, there's Tiger Blue all over Dallas right now. You get on the expressway, you look at the cars and Tiger flags and bumper sticker. I mean, they're they're everywhere. They've really taken over this city. I really, I haven't seen a. A lot of Penn State fans. Now, I know there are going to be a lot here, but from what I've seen today, I really haven't seen many Penn State fans. But I have seen Tiger Faithful. They're down here, down here strong, man. So it's it's really good to see, man, for this program. And it's just amazing from God, man. You just look back to the Larry Porter days, and there were times where they were even talking about maybe folding the program to to be where they are today, man. It's I don't even know if you can put into words what this means for this program, for this city to be in a a New Year's Six Bowl. It's just, it's amazing, yeah, man. Yeah, um, when I read about the, uh, the, you know, the, the all decade series, I mean, they, Memphis started this decade with one win. They ended the decade <laughs> with regular season with one loss. Talk about, you know, yeah. a, a total flip. I mean, that's, I mean, that's something to say, you know, within a 10 year span, going from one win to one loss is absolutely amazing. Man, make sure you go over to TigerSportsReport.com, man. We got a lot of content, man. Brian got an article, my man Mitch Davis underscore H doing a lot of stuff right now. He got stuff up on the Tiger Sports Report uh, YouTube channel, so make sure you go check that out. He's doing a lot of fan interactive stuff, so that's going to be neat. Um, I got a Q&A coming out with um, uh, Nate Bauer, uh, beat writer from Rivals Blue White Illustrated covering Penn State. I got a Q&A dropping with him coming on later tonight. That should be up on the site. Um, we're going to have a a pregame podcast sometime tomorrow. I'm not sure what time yet. Uh, we'll we'll keep you guys posted on that, and we'll kind of get more in depth on on the game, man. But it's it, it's again, it's a big day, man, and it's 
exciting for, for this fan base to, to have this opportunity. And I think the fans have really shown up um, and for these players to have an opportunity to play in a game, especially a lot of these guys could be their last game uh, playing for the Tigers and to be able to play in, in, in front of a, a crowd like an AT&T stadium. I mean, it's amazing because uh, it's a different kind of atmosphere. I've been, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan I'm actually going to the game on Sunday, but uh, that's kind of unfortunate right now. But uh, that, that stadium is something like you've never seen before. Um, I don't think for these guys, I think it's going to be a, a different kind of experience. So I think it, when when it kind of when you walk in there, man, it, it kind of takes your breath away. It's something like you've never seen. So that's going to be going to be really really fun for these guys. So I'm I'm excited. Um, and kind of on that note, uh, kind of some surprising news coming out of media day that I want to touch on real quick before we get out of here. Uh, Brady White. Um, I think the the consensus was kind of that we pretty we pretty much all thought that he would be back, but I, I think he kind of made some comments that said not not so fast that he might not be back, and he said this could be his last game as a Memphis Tiger, whether he's talking about transferred or just kind of moving on um, to, to possibly look at his pro opportunities. I mean, he's a kid who's trying to get his Ph.D., so he has all kind of options on the table. Uh, but give, kind of give you your thoughts on, on, on that news. I think we were both kind of surprised to hear it. Yeah, I'm sort of surprised. I mean, I don't think, you know, when Norvell left for Florida State, I didn't think, you know, Buddy White would follow, especially when there's one year left. Um, you know, he's already established here in Memphis. He, I just didn't see him leaving, especially with Silverfield, you know, staying here. He has a good relationship with Silverfield. You know, it may be just that, you know, he's been, how long has he been in college now? He just, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You, you have to, you have to, yeah, you, you brought your team to to the Cotton Bowl. Maybe he's ready to move on. Now, I don't think he's, uh, you know, NFL you know, I don't yeah. think he'll get drafted. Um, but it, it could be just he, he's, you know, ready to move on. But, you know, if, if you look at it, if he does want to play football, coming back next year, man, the the, the talent's there. Um, There's a nice schedule uh, that Memphis has. So, I mean, all, all the things point for another great season, you know, if he wants to come back. Especially, you know, I think it all depends on how this game goes. If Memphis wins, you know, he might ride off to the sunset and be like, hey, you know, I've accomplished everything I want to accomplish. Now let's, let me move on to the next phase of my life. But if Memphis loses, you know, it may, uh, you know, leave something with them like, you know, this is, you know, let me come back next year because it's uh, unfinished business. But if he does leave, I mean, you, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Keelan Brown is a guy. If, if they don't get a transfer to come in, I'd look for yeah. uh, Keelan Brown to, uh, to you know, to start the season. Right? I know he'll be a true freshman, but he's dynamic. There'll be growing pains. So, I, will, I you know, I wouldn't anticipate, you know, picking Memphis to, to win uh, the conference next year. But Brown is going to be an exciting quarterback to watch in the future. Yeah, I was kind of talk about Brown. I mean, to talk about uh, Brady White, I was kind of surprised as well for kind of the same lines of thinking as you. I mean, he's already been in college for – for a long time, man, to, to kind of transfer to a third school, which you already been established here. And again, I think if he wants to play football, I think Memphis is the best situation for him. Like I said, so much talent coming back, and he's already established here. And I think they would have another really, really good year next year, especially looking at that schedule. So if he wants to play football, I think Memphis is his best, best bet at that. I, I just, I can't see him transfer to you. I mean, there's thoughts that he might be thinking about going to Florida State. I, I just can't see that. I mean, that just 
doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But, again, he has a lot of options on the table because I think outside of football, I mean, he, again, he's a kid that's going to get his PhD. He has a lot of, lot of options. So, I mean, I, I think Brady White's going to be fine no matter what. Uh, but I would love to see him back uh, with, the, with the Tigers next year. But, again, uh, we're going to have a pregame show sometime tomorrow. I don't know if it's going to be 830, uh, 9 Central, sometime in that time. I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, David Eckert uh, from Blue White Illustrated is going to join us on there to get things from the Penn State perspective. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll talk with him again. I got the Q&A coming up tonight with Nate Bauer from Blue White Illustrated. Um, and I'm also going to reciprocate. I'll have some Q&A up on their site. Uh, so make sure you go over there to Rivals Blue White Illustrated. Check that out. And make sure you're always at TigerSportsReport.com. And, again, Mitch Davis uh, underscore eight. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, he has some great fan interactive stuff going on on our Tiger Sports Report YouTube channel, so make sure you check all that out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Rivals, I-S-A-A-C underscore Rivals, and my man Brian Moss, Rivals, B-Moss, R-I-V-A-L-S, letter B-M-O-S-S. And again, man, Brian, any final thoughts uh, uh, for tomorrow's game? Yeah, I'm just uh, excited for, uh, you know, definitely excited for tomorrow's game. I think it'll be a great game, and, you know, hopefully a win for Memphis, uh, but, uh, you know, a win for the American Conference. Boy, do they need a, a win right about now. The Temple got shellacked, and then so did uh, yeah, SMU. Yeah, so did. <laughs> it's not looking good for the conference, but uh, still, uh, you know, it's obviously the best uh, conference in the group of five. And, you know, if Memphis can pull this off, then they can start talking about taking the Power six, you know, mantra, you know, more seriously. But yeah, exactly. The conference definitely needs to start winning these ball games. Yeah, man. Hopefully, Memphis can carry that torch for the the AAC tomorrow. Also, real quick, shout out to the Mighty Sound of the South for winning the the Battle of the Bands this afternoon here in Dallas. Uh, I wasn't able to make it out, man. It was a long day, man. I had to. Uh, my adrenaline finally ran out. I had to come in here and uh, get a little shut eye, man. But uh, but I heard great things, and I heard they did a great job out there. So shout out to them. Uh, they do a good job as always. Uh, I'll be at AT&T Stadium early tomorrow morning. I'll probably be there about 6:30, so I have all kind of coverage. Again, we we'll have a pregame show sometime tomorrow morning, so uh, be on the lookout for that. And uh, other than that, man, go Tigers, go as always. And thanks, Brian. Thanks, Joe Craig. Thanks for thanks, Rod. And we'll talk to you tomorrow morning.